Okay, hey guys, what's going on? My name is Hope, also known as Life with Hope on TikTok and Instagram, and today I am sitting down to talk to you guys about my monthly reset routine and also just give you a little bit more insight into how you can best prepare yourself for a new month. I honestly can't believe that we're coming up on May. It honestly sounds surreal, so I figured it's that time again to start planning for the next month. So whether you're a big planner or not, or maybe you're just getting into it, I really hope that this is going to give you kind of a five-step plan in order to make it a little bit easier and give you a starting place for your monthly reset. Set. So I just sat down with an iced chai and I'm ready just to kind of talk to you guys more about what I found works for me. Again, I broke it down into five kind of steps. So hopefully that'll be easy to follow and you can kind of apply bits and pieces of it to whatever best fits you and your lifestyle and we can go from there. So let's go ahead and get into number one, which is to start off with your goals. I'm gonna say this with honestly any area of life, but the best way to start off your monthly reset and planning in general is to sit down and really think about your goals. My favorite way to do this is to grab a journal and just start writing out goals in three categories. The three categories that I found really work for me are health, personal, and career slash aspirations. So whatever kind of the work or the passion is in your life. Now, once you have your categories, you can write down three smaller goals underneath each section. So this is gonna look different for everyone, but I wanted to give you a glimpse at what one of mine might look like. So I'm really trying to follow a plant-based diet. I wouldn't say that I'm vegan, but that is my end goal. So obviously that's gonna be a goal of mine to start eating more plant-based and to learn new recipes and to really start applying kind of those food items into my day-to-day -day life. So the best way to look at goal setting in this way is to say, okay, what's my biggest goal right now? It's to live an entirely plant-based life. Okay, great. Now what's something that I can do on a daily basis that will help me reach that goal? So for example, if I want to follow a plant-based diet, maybe I'm going to make a commitment to cooking four new meals at home every week. So that would be one of my monthly goals. So in total, it would be like what, four, eight, 12, 16 new meals per month, which I think is a great starting place. And it's definitely more achievable for me and what my current routine looks like. But again, adapt to what fits you the best. Another great example of this would be exercise and kind of your fitness regimen. So for example, if you are trying to lose weight, maintain weight, bulk, or really do whatever it is that you makes you feel confident in your body, you're going to make a plan based on that. So right now I'm going to work out four times per week and 30 minutes per session. Again, you want to get a little bit specific with those mini goals and that goal would be underneath my health category. Maybe a career and aspirations category might look like, you know, spending an hour a day of writing towards a book I want to write or, you know, an hour a day researching a new business I want to start. You, you kind of get the idea. It's basically choosing three big categories in your life and then narrowing it down as much as you can until you have this little daily task that you can do every single day to help you reach your goal. And this perfectly segues into my second point or my second step of my monthly reset, which is to make a plan. So you have your goals, now you need a plan. And a goal is honestly pretty much just words unless you put some action behind it. So for this, I would suggest looking at how you can work towards your goals so for example, we talked about how I want to work out four days a week and have each 30 minute session at some point in the day. Now I'm going to start scheduling those 30 minutes per day into my daily routine. My favorite way to do this by far is to do calendar blocking. And I think I have a podcast on this, you know, months ago, but I'm probably gonna have to remake one because I'm feeling a lot more confident in my ability to I guess explain myself and explain kind of what calendar blocking is and I also have a lot more experience with it now. I've been using it for roughly three years now and it's honestly been a game changer for me. I used it all throughout college. It is 
I do credit part of my graduation to it just because it really helped me learn about time management and the importance behind that. But I'm going on a tangent, so let's retrack. I want you to start scheduling time per day, every single day, put it in your calendar, put it in your agenda to work towards the goals that you have laid out for yourself. This is where you're going to actually make a plan and you're going to start to see progress. So again, super easy. Just pick up a calendar, pen and pencil, however you want to do it and say, hey, from 9 a.m. to 9.30, from 4 a.m. to 4.30, or from 10 p.m. to 10.30, whatever your 30-minute block looks like, make sure it's in your calendar because that's what's going to hold you accountable to actually do it. Now, I know what you might say is that it is difficult to actually stick to that, and to that, I totally understand. Sometimes I look at things on my calendar and I'm like, but nobody's going to know if I don't do it, or but it's not that important that it needs to get done today. But the truth is, is that if you're able to start holding yourself accountable, that's when you're really going to start to see true progress, both within and in your work schedule and in your body and your mind and just truly in everything. So I would definitely encourage you to work on some sort of personable accountability kind of thing that you can get going. And let me talk to you a little bit about what works for me in case it helps. So you know those times when you find something that you really want and before you impulse purchase it, you want to take a moment to think and say, okay, how much do I want this? Okay, I want it a lot. Then if you want it that much, then you should have the kind of will inside of you to work towards it. So this is what works for me and I honestly have to incentivize myself in order to achieve my goals. So for example, let's say that I am trying to cook at home more, okay, and I I'm looking online, online shopping, as you do, and I find this new pot or this new pan, and I'm like, wow, that would really help me cook at home. Instead of purchasing it up front, I'm going to say, okay, if I can stick to my goal for one month and cook those four meals every single week, then I will reward myself with that pot, with that pan, or that spatula, or whatever I want. I honestly find that this is a great way to hold yourself accountable and it also helps you on the financial side of things because it really shows you if you really want something or if it is just that kind of impulse purchase. So that was a little bit of a sidetrack again, which you're going to find that in these podcasts we tend to talk about all sorts of things as long as they're related to the general kind of topic at hand. So I hope that's okay with you and I just want to share as much information that has helped me in my life with you in hopes that it can help you too. Another tip that I have for blocking out time or calendar blocking is to actually get a physical timer. This is something that I found has really helped me with specifically my reading habit. I got this 30 minute timer off of Amazon. I have it linked on my Amazon storefront if you wanna grab it. It came with like a 30 minute one and a five minute one, but I found that I really use a 30 minute one a lot. And what I'll do is in the morning when I'm trying to stay off my phone, I'll go ahead and flip that 30 minute sand timer and that starts my reading time. And I don't stop reading until that timer is done. And I found that it's a great way for me to just kind of not need to look at my phone during that time period while still being able to time myself and kind of stay on track with my schedule. Okay, and that leads us into number three, which is to write down and schedule in all of your events into your calendar, journal, notebook, or however you keep track of what's going on in your life. Now, have you ever had those moments where you think that you have something to do, but you're just not really sure? Or maybe you missed an event or an appointment simply because you forgot it was happening. We've all honestly been there, and that's why it's so important to write down and schedule all of the events and appointments that you can think of before the month actually begins. I found that this has been especially helpful when I'm trying to kind of just keep track of everything. Sometimes you forget to write it down in the calendar, or maybe it's just on like a little sticky note on your desk. It's important that you take all of the events that you have going on in this upcoming month and you just get it onto the calendar. That way you're not going to forget anything. And I found that this has been a super important part of my monthly reset routine, and it's really helped me kind of just stay on track with both my goals and also my commitments, which is super important. 
And I made a TikTok about this the other day, but something I've recently started doing is scheduling in events that aren't necessarily events, but basically I'll write down in my calendar, hey, today is a, you know, day for your health. So you're going to want to do something for your health today. And then when I open my calendar that day and I see it, I'm like, oh, great. So I'm going to do a face mask today. I'm going to take a Pilates class. I'm going to go on a walk or, you know, anything to do with my health. And in that list, I'll do like three days for my health out of the month. I'll do two outings with friends, two movie nights, one day without social media, and basically anything like that. You can check on my TikTok for the video for the full list, but I think that's most of them. Um, but anyways, that's basically what I do is just at the beginning of the month, I schedule out these days for myself. And more than anything, what it's done is help me to look forward to upcoming events that I know are going to happen. Sometimes your week can seem super bland and that's never great and that always makes you feel kind of bored and you're not looking forward to anything and your week just feels mundane. There's really no other way of wording it. And I found that a great way around that is every single week, even if it's just one event. And that event could be going for a hike or going out with your friends, going on a walk with your dogs, watching a movie. It just can be anything that you're gonna have in the back of your mind, like, wow, I can't wait for that day. And I also wanna encourage you to make sure that that day isn't only on Saturday or Sunday. It's not only on the weekends because truly we wanna be making the most out of our lives every single day of the week if possible. But again, I know that that's not always realistic. We have responsibilities and things we need to do. So again, that's why I think it's great to just schedule out those few days at the beginning of the month so you have a little something to look forward to. Okay, let's move on to number four, which is to declutter your space. Now, there's absolutely nothing worse than feeling like your space, your home, your office, or even your car is just messy and unorganized. So having a space that does support your productivity will really help you succeed in the next month. And of course, that's what we all want. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do a, you know, full head-to-toe scrub of your entire home, your entire apartment, everywhere, you know what I mean? It doesn't need to be pristine in that sense, but I would encourage you to look at your closet. Is there anything that you aren't crazy about anymore that would be better off donated or sold? Anything like that. Those little things that we tend not to think about, you know, are your makeup brushes clean? Are your sheets clean? Is your desk clean? Is your car clean? All of those little things that we experience in our daily lives that make an impact on us and how we're feeling. When you think about it, one of the best ways to do this is to do a little bit you know, every week for that month. And that's what I would also encourage you to do is that monthly reset routines don't have to take place in one day. You can spread it out over the course of maybe the last week of the month, whatever is feasible for you and makes sense for your schedule. But yeah, decluttering your space is honestly such a great feeling. And I would encourage you to also do it sustainably and to do it with a lot of mindfulness in it as well. I want you to make sure that when you are getting rid of items, Ask yourself, like, when did you purchase this? What, you know, joy or what purpose did it bring you? You want to make sure that the next time that you're going out to buy something, that you're being mindful of that purchase because, you know, it's important. It's important that we take care of the items that we bring into our home. Everything comes into our home and it takes a place and we want to make sure it deserves that place and we want to make sure that we're giving it you know the best use possible and i found that that's something that's really helped me with not only overspending and overconsumption but also just being more kind of satisfied with my home and my decorations and my kind of lifestyle in general is just coming to terms with what my own personal style is and only purchasing things that will match that 
And it also makes it much easier for you in the future because you won't need to do these, you know, super intense closet declutters. It'll just be one piece here and there every few months that you decide isn't, you know, suiting you anymore. And I feel that that's completely fine. And again, that was just a little side tip for you guys of how to make your space a little bit more curated to what works for you and what fits your life. Okay, and last but certainly not least, it's important that we get your finances in order. So we all know that finances and money in general can be super intimidating, and I wanna try to make it easier for you. So I have a super simple three-step process that I like to go through when I need to do a little bit of a financial reset at the beginning of a new month during my monthly reset. So here's what you should do. You're gonna review last month's expenses and purchases. This is going to look like going through credit card statements, going through you know receipts or any other track that you have of purchases that you made in the past month. And what you're gonna look for is how much did you spend? Did you use everything you purchased? Have you returned anything? Is there anything that you wish you could return? You know, all of those questions you're gonna ask yourself, and this kind of ties into the little tip I said earlier about being mindful about your consumption and mindful about when you are decluttering and getting rid of something, ask yourself like, did it serve that purpose? And would you have paid that money for it again? So anyways, basically you're gonna review last month's expenses and purchases and just go through it to give yourself a better understanding of what that month's expenses look like. So I want you to, again, be mindful of everything, but also kind of get in tune with what those numbers look like. You're going to want to have a good idea of how much you usually spend a month on groceries, how much you usually spend a month on clothing or on rent, utilities. So get a good idea of what your expenses look like and also what your purchases habits are. Are you purchasing late at night during, you know, impulsive shopping? Are you purchasing in bulk or are they sporadic? Are you going out a lot when you should be eating at home? You know, get a good idea of what your expenses and purchases look like and that's that. Part two of this is to identify your financial goals. Now, your financial goals are gonna look different depending on who you are. Maybe you have student loans, maybe you have a car loan, a home loan, or maybe you just want to save money. Whatever it is that you wanna do, I want you to make a good list of your financial goals, maybe just two to three things that you wanna to try to work towards. So for me, I'm really trying to get into investing in stock market, in real estate, and all of the things that I feel like are important for my kind of like financial well-being. So that's one of my financial goals is to save money to buy a house and then to also save money to invest into my retirement accounts. Now that I have a good idea of what my expenses and purchases look like, as well as a breakdown of what my financial goals are, I'm going to create a new budget for the new month based on what's realistic for me and my life at this moment. I really want to emphasize that budgets do change. You know, unexpected events and expenses come up all the time. And it's something that we not only need to be prepared for, but we also need to be able to adapt after they happen in order to accommodate for them. So I want to encourage you that your new budget can be catered to whatever feels right for you at this moment. Maybe you're not making as much money at work, or maybe you are making more money at work. Either way, adapt your budget based on what's realistic for you and what makes sense for your lifestyle. So for example, you're going to have budget items that are pretty much going to remain the same, which are things like your rent or your car payment, anything like that, where you know it's gonna be roughly the same amount every single month, then you're gonna have a part of your budget that's for things like shopping. You're gonna ask yourself at the beginning of the new month, you know, did I spend too much money last month and can I save more money this month? If so, maybe you set a spending limit of $100. Or maybe if you're like, hey, I had a really good month last month and now I feel like I can reward myself. Okay, pop that up to $200. Again, that's what I meant by just adjusting it to fit what your life is at the moment because I think that money is something that will always be changing and your life 
life is always changing as well. So it's important that you make sure that those fit each other nicely. But that's really what my monthly reset routine looks like. I would break it down into setting goals, cleaning and organizing, and then getting your finances in order. And that's personally what is really important to me. I think that by sticking to those categories, I've always been able to have a really great start to my next month. And it's always been able to keep me super organized and on track for whatever is to come. Now I have two questions that I'm going to go ahead and answer and then we will wrap it up. The first question ties into a little bit about goal setting like I talked about at the beginning of this podcast, but it really just details about SMART goals and I do have a template for setting SMART goals that I would definitely encourage you to check out. It's over on my website under Notion templates. It's just called the SMART Goal Planner, I believe, but that's honestly what I use to set goals at the beginning of each month and essentially how it does it is it follows the SMART Goal Planning Method. So SMART is an acronym and it stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relatable, and what's the last one? Timely. And so those things are basically going to relay over into your goal. So for example, say you have a goal to, I want to exercise every week. Okay, you're going to turn that goal into, I want to exercise every day for 30 minutes in the morning. Again, it's just making those goals really kind of specific, measurable, all those things. So measurable would be the 30 minutes, specific would be every day. Is it achievable? You would ask yourself, is it something that I physically can do? And if the answer is yes, then it's a good goal. Relatable, how does this relate to my bigger goals, my bigger life? And I would say I want to maintain my health. So that would be relatable. And timely would be the time frame that you put on that goal. So if it's a monthly goal, then there is a monthly time frame. And again, that was just a quick summary. I could honestly talk for a really long time about that. So let me know if you want a podcast on only smart goals, but definitely go check out the template. I find that it's super helpful and just breaks down all of the information you need. I also have kind of the acronyms all spelt out there as well as what they mean. So you can follow along over there. And the second question is, what do I use to budget my finances every month? And I use two apps. I use Mint and I use Buddy. Both of those apps have been absolutely incredible for me to kind of keep track of my finances and to just give myself a good idea of what I'm actually spending my money on. You're able to set kind of like a budget goal or like a limit on both apps. And I do like both of them. I think I prefer Buddy at the moment just because I like the layout of it a little bit more. But Mint, I've been using for a longer time. So I just got to have both. But I think I prefer Buddy right now. And this isn't sponsored or anything. This is just what I found works for me. So anyways, those these apps just tend to give you a good idea of what you're actually spending by giving you alerts and kind of just like notifications of, hey, you've gone over your spending limit for groceries. You've gone over your spending limit for, you know, plant nurseries, which I did this month, but we're not going to talk about that. So anyways, that's basically what those apps do. And I would definitely encourage you to download one of those. I find they're super helpful and they just kind of like link with your bank account. So you're able to keep all of your information in one place. It is secure and it definitely helps me keep on track with my financial goals, which is super important to me and I'm trying to get better at that. So I really hope that this helps you get on track with your goals and ambitions at the start of this next month. I'm excited to continue to share more information with you guys over here on the podcast as well on my TikTok. It's at life with hope on TikTok and then at life with hope with a dot in between the with and the hope on Instagram. That was a horrible way to explain it, but it's all going to be linked in the description. Again, my Notion templates are on www.hopewatson.com Notion templates. I have a bunch of them on there and I'm about to release a new one. If you sign up for my email newsletter, you're going to get the new one in advance as well as potentially an extra one if I have time to make it. 
But that's it for today and I hope you guys have an awesome start to your month and if you have any goals that you want to share with me, I'd absolutely love to hear them and I'd love to hold each other accountable. Uh, if you want to DM me on Instagram, I'd love to talk to you about your goals and let's go ahead and go from there. So again, I hope you guys have an awesome month and I will talk to you guys next time.